This is Infection, the survival podcast recorded live on Tuesday, December the 14th, 2021, episode 361. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another edition of Infection, the survival podcast. Infection is your source for the latest information on survival video games. My name is Nick Craig. You can check me out on my website, nickcraig.com, or download the Wilmington's Morning News Podcast each and every weekday, three hours of political antics delivered to your device. Of course, our website is infectionpodcast.com. If you want to check out the show notes, check out some videos and some links, I could not do this alone, and thankfully, I don't have to do this alone. Joining me from, by the looks of it, you look like you're in a land before time or something of that nature. Brian, where is your background <laughs> setting you this Tuesday evening? I don't know, somewhere with mammoths. Actually, I've been doing a lot of studying of kind of the the history of like the continent and everything, and it's uh, it seems like everything was connected, and this was like a core area before everything split apart. So it's like Africa and America. Yeah, it's called Pang- it's, Pangea. Yeah, Pang- Pangea. It's just amazing how, if you look at that, how everything was really right next to each other at one point. Can I, Nothing can I ask you a question? Away. Yeah. Why? Is there a, like, like what is there any, was there a spark behind this or you just like got down uh, the rabbit hole like like a YouTube videos or something? Um, well, a lot of it's probably YouTube videos. It's just certain YouTube videos with certain mm-hmm. topics really yeah, yeah. digging into... Because one thing I was looking at, um, just some of the lava, part of it is Yellowstone. (laughs) Yellowstone's like my neighbor, and it's one of the most dangerous places, or dangerous things in the world, uh, because it could pretty much take out North America. So I did, I have done some studying just to kind of see how much of a risk Yellowstone is, you know, and and just a little bit. The realization that if it goes off, it doesn't really matter how much I prepare anyways. Uh, everyone in the pretty much in North America is most likely dead. So Brian, get in here, uh, Brian. I got my bug out bag. The uh, Yellowstone <laughs> is here. The lava's erupting. All right, we got our supplements. We've got our water uh, filters. We've got the globalists are going to be sheltering in here. We're going to have to fight them off. All right, Infowarsstore.com. Okay, so we did start looking at seeds, and my wife was like, oh, "Jesus you, Christ, you Seed Man!" Alex Jones's nickname is the Seed Man. <laughs> Well, my wife was like, you probably can't get non-GMO seeds anymore. I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh, let me let you. And not only is that, we'll give you double Patriot points when you place your order. <laughs> so I was like, you don't understand. This guy, Alex Jones, has been harping on this for so long. I was like, look at the plethora of seeds you can get. And so we were, we've been looking at seeds and like getting, considering getting a seed vault. You know, just just all the fun things of you know, whatever. Anyways, that you're listening to against a, the norm with yeah, Nick Craig. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> the, the, the man, the myth, the legend. All right, Brian, who are you and, and where can people find you? All right. Well, if you, find, if you want to find me on the internet at Brian Aldridge on Gavin Parlor, uh, my tech, uh, my blog, biteoftech.com. And then if you go to infectionpodcast.com, go to the right hand side and you'll see where it says join our server on discord. If you do that, uh, we've got bunch of channels you can hang out and talk it's ways that you can contact us directly through there also we have a news channel if there's a topic that you think we missed the game that we should have covered put that link in there and we will cover it uh 
during the show if it's something that's relevant. And also there's some other ones for ARC. We have tons of ARC servers, uh, a health channel. If you're looking at, looking at getting healthy, it's a lot of different places you can hang out. Uh, we've got a Steam group that sometimes hopefully maybe pops up notifications once in a while. I've been putting them in there. Who knows? Uh, we have our live video forms and some of these are recorded after the fact of video. So Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, and DLive. And then the lower right-hand side is all of the audio forms. So those aren't done live. So if you're looking to catch us live, you'll have to go to, to video. But you can catch us on one of those audios um, after we upload, once the show notes are there. And that gives you the perfect opportunity because if you are listening, uh, there's a good chance you're missing out on videos and a bunch of you know diagrams, whatever it is we're showing. Go to the particular episode. And we got links for everything that we discuss. Whatever references we are using during the show, we make sure to include those with every single uh, episode of show notes. And we have a video and audio player in there if you want to listen, listen or follow along through there. Uh, if you want to support us, we got the support tab up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. I uh, got Prime Gaming subs, uh, Subscribe Star, Humble Bundle, um, just a lot of different ways that you can support us that hopefully we'll go to. Now, maybe this is a perfect segue. I was looking at conventions. Uh, mm. The Game Awards yes. is now they're kind of considering that like the biggest single gaming event of the year. Uh, well, and, you know, it, it's more of like an industry kind of a giveaway. How much, is it really a convention? It's I mean, what, what it, else do they do there? So I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know, but I saw that story. So I said, did a little bit of research. It seems like the Game Awards is kind of what E3 used to be. Yeah. And E3 has kind of fallen off as a if it, it, they e3 was you go back like a decade or so e3 was just press no exhibitors none of that just press conferences and press interacting with developers yeah. um but that changed a little bit they started kind of mm -hmm. taking a little bit of the packs or um uh, expo side of it and putting some of that yeah. into e3 and then you had a whole bunch of companies pull out of e3 and the game awards is a little bit different because in yep. you know at e3 microsoft would do their own event that was microsoft's event at microsoft's yeah. cost it was their big event the game awards is a little bit different as it is the game awards cost and they bring up developers and things like that but a d individual developer is not putting on a full presentation a full presentation. show yeah exactly like you look like at e3 where everybody was doing you know, they'd all rent out a different stage and this big elaborate thing with i mean hundreds of uh, millions of dollars spent on this big presentation and yep. the game awards is a little bit different but they don't have that exhibitor part of it but that doesn't mean that they can't in the future if they yeah, don't want to. Yeah, I just to. think it might be something to keep an eye on because I think that this is going to be, you know, they, there's been different, as you, you listed a couple different ways they've done it in the past. I think that they're going to have to do a little bit of a shakeup to have something that's profitable because that's one of the problems. These things have to stay profitable. And then once you have big vendors and all these things start jumping in the ship, they've grown to a state where it's so large that if they don't have certain people come in, uh, these conventions just don't work anymore. They can't support themselves. And so... I think here, if you get something that's got a lot of video, which you know a lot of these conventions usually they'll have a fairly heavy something they put out onto the internet for video, but this right here is like it. I think this is good because it could go to TV. Um, it'd be a good well, opportunity E3 to used do to be some sort of a local convention. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it seems it like did? we've gotten away from some of those things for some reason. I think maybe because there are certain channels that dropped off the air and various there things is. have happened. But yeah, uh, I I, th I think they hear. 
this might be kind of that segue back into a convention that's not all about all the weird stuff. It's more about games. <laughs> you know, I there's a lot of conventions that are don't are very little about video games anymore. Um, and I, I, you know, I think the ones that are still going on out there that don't really have people from video games, you know, the companies from video games coming to the conventions anymore, but they're still happening is a good sign. Yeah. So, and, and, and you're right. The game awards might kind of take over and become that show. If they, they're, they're kind of, they're, they're where, they're where E3 was kind of about a decade ago in terms of it being just kind of a show and a presentation. There was very little to do at E3 besides the going to the events and things like that. And that's kind of where they are right now. Um, so that's kind of where it is. Um, but it was this past, uh, uh, week. Was it like, was it Friday night, Thursday night, something like that. I think it was Friday night. Yeah. Um, that it, that it took place. Um, a couple of big things coming out of it. And I guess we'll start it off with PUBG and, yep. They have announced in, I don't think it's necessarily a surprise, but PUBG for PC and consoles is going to go free to play in early yeah. January, which, which kind I think of, kind of matches what they're, I mean, it makes sense for this type of a game. All the other ones have already done it for the most part. They already have all these skin systems in and game pass, you know, well, uh, season passes and everything's already in place, but they were charging for the game. It made no sense. If you're going to make me pay for the game, don't make me pay for all these other... I mean, a lot of these AAAs, I don't consider them AAA. You know, maybe they'll come out... They're going to be coming out with PUBG 2 here pretty soon. Maybe that's why they're going free-to-play is because PUBG 2 has been announced as well. Um, They're probably going to roll the old one free-to-play so they don't have to put as much work into it. And people are going to be more content, you know, with the slower updates and put most of the focus on PUBG 2. I mean, that's that's kind of my guess is the reason. So... I took it a little bit differently, but I hadn't thought about I hadn't thought about your your point on that. I took it as maybe PUBG two is going to be free to play because Apex, maybe. Fortnite, Call of Duty, uh, uh, Why Battle, not whatever it it's called, that could be very that could be very well, likely. Yeah, too. that would, wouldn't make, that be some they shit? Get more copies, they're going to have a hard time selling copies now. Right now, wouldn't that be something yeah, though? PUBG two. PUBG two comes out and it's free and it's still forty or fifty dollars for the original PUBG. That just doesn't yeah. make sense. And I would, yep. I would not be. Sh- Here's the thing: they've already got the infrastructure now with PUBG two or whatever yep. you know, whatever it's actually going to be. Um, they've got the infrastructure for skins for a battle pass or a season pass or whatever it's called. So day one, they can turn the key on that and it's and fired up and it's ready to go. And I would be surprised. I would be shocked. I'll use that word, Brian. I would be shocked if anybody thinks that they can release, even PUBG thinks that they can release a battle royale style game in 2022, 2023, or 2024 and charge an MSRP for it. I just don't. Th- yeah. There are too many good free to play battle, uh, battle royale games. Other game that they're really paying for. Well, yeah, and, but even now, some, the, there's some that they're Warzone, doing paid games, but they're with. But Warzone's free. And everything else, I believe, you can play now, Warzone yeah, for free. Yeah, and 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 now for when it first launched as part of Black Ops, they were doing paid. Four, it was paid, but then it very quickly. I think they found that they to struggled to keep everything. Yeah, they've struggled to keep everything full when you had to pay. Uh, you know, it just makes sense for that type of a game, and you're gonna you, they make money off of it. Usually, the people that pay for those skins put in more money than they would have paid for the original title. And I think that they found that. So uh, January 12th, all players uh, will get access to it on PC and consoles. 
And they're also going to be implementing a paid account, Brian. So all players yeah. will get a basic account that will have most of the features in the game. And then there will be a Battlegrounds Plus account that will be priced at $12.99. The Battlegrounds okay. Plus account will provide more benefits over the regular account, such as 1300 G coins. I mean, that in itself, I mean, that's worth you know hundreds of dollars in my book. I know, um, the the metal tab, the medals tab, ranked modes, custom match functionality, and survival mastery XP, among other rewards, including in-game content. Now it doesn't state, and I don't know this to be the case. It doesn't say. I presume individuals that paid for it will automatically get the battlegrounds plus. Is what I would guess. You're muted. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to, to make noise behind. So all, yeah. So I think that if they, ha if they currently own it, then they will have their account will be upgraded or, you know, in steam that will then yeah. become battlegrounds plus, and then they'll add a new free to play tier, free to play tier. So <clears throat> I think that makes a lot of sense, especially with battlegrounds two coming out. I don't think even a game this big can charge for a new BR. There's just too many good yeah. games on the market right now for free for them to make a, probably any serious headway. So uh, that was uh, story one out of the, uh, one of the stories out of the Game Awards. The next one, Brian, we've covered something about this in the past, or maybe we've just kind of had a, a back and forth conversation about it. But Square Enix announced at, um, as part of the Video Game Awards, that their next generation games on the PC, on both Steam and the Epic Game Store, are going to cost $70. Yes. And so, I remember us having a conversation about this the last time, you know, when it was like $60 or whatever, when they were going from $50 to $60. We had that conversation on here. I mean, $70, it, it, right now, I think it's a tough time to say you're going to do a price increase because I think a lot of people are feeling, I mean, I, I filled up the gas tank. Well, okay, no, I didn't fill up my gas tank. I put $10 or 10 gallons of gas in my tank for $40 today, you know, and then, uh, you know, however much the, uh, the food is, I just, you're going to have a tough time. I think this is doing nothing but amplifying all of these subscription services where instead of paying $70 for one game, you're paying $70 for two months, you know, or whatever of, uh, of games. I just, after our conversation last no two weeks ago about the horrific state or maybe it was last week the horrific state of battlefield how that was developed yeah. by a triple a studio in dice published by mm -hmm. arguably one of the biggest publishers in the gaming industry one of the top two publishers in the video yeah. game industry ea how that game was yeah. such and still to this day is a complete and total dumpster fire i don't understand and I understand Square Enix is not EA. They're not DICE. Yeah. I don't see how with the current state status of this industry in which $60 titles are coming out half-baked, not done, and yeah. absolutely laden with bugs, how Square Enix or anybody at Square Enix thinks that they have a snowball's chance in hell to do this. Yeah. And my question is, yeah. as, you know, when I'm deciding, Brian, where to put my dollars... What am I getting for more ten more dollars a game? Because I'll tell you what, yeah, I'm yeah. pissed now with a sixty dollar price tag when a game is half baked and not finished. 
You think I'm pissed yes. now? I'm going to be livid when I spend $70 on a $70 is a lot of freaking money. I mean, yes. you can go out to a nice dinner with two people for $70. I mean, you're talking about a like that's a that's a lot of money for most people. I mean, it, you look at the yeah. median income in the United States, $70 is a lot of money. So for me to yep. fork out $70 for some half-baked piece of garbage like we just recently saw with Battlefield, it's not going to work. And I, I pray that the industry doesn't follow through on this. This is, this is, I don't, I don't think this is going to fly. Because now, when you release yep. additional versions of the game, right, you've got your standard that's normally 60, then a, a second level that's 90, and then a one that's 120. Now you're 70, 100, 130. And at one thirty, you're talking about two sixty dollar games. Yeah, I just i i don't i don't see it, Brian. I don't i don't i don't I think this is a terrible idea. I hope they walk this back, but they seem to be thinking this is the the way to go. I don't personally think gamers, especially with the indie market being so hot with so many cheaper early access games becoming available and the free-to-play market, I have a hard time believing that Square Enix is going to have much success with this. And they're doing it for Final yeah. Fantasy VII. It's on Steam and Epic with a $70 price tag right now. Yeah, so that's that. It just, it's going to be tough. I, this is the thing. I think right now, is, as I said, is a really bad time for them to do it econ- for the economy. And then I just think that there's got to be a peak. I mean, they're they're counting inflation and everything. Yeah, but uh, but inflation doesn't affect the price of the game. Well, they, this is way outscales inflation. <laughs> I mean, if if we're talking ten dollars a couple of years ago, you know, it hasn't the value hasn't changed ten dollars in that time for that item. I just I just think that there's got to be a point where this is going to be. It's it's kind of like us arguing over, um, you know, a video rental place and the price that they're charging for the DVDs that they're secondhand selling. You know, there's a point where it doesn't really matter when Netflix is sitting around the corner, right? Yeah. I mean, at what point they could raise them all they want. Um, when people stop buying games, it won't really matter what you charge them because if nobody's buying those games, it doesn't matter anymore. Now, let me ask you this. And now this is only, now they, they noted that this was for the PC. They have not said yeah. what it is going to cost on consoles. Um, they yeah. just said PC. But does this maybe bring back the piracy scene, which for a lot of for I think for video games as a whole, we've seen just due to sales and prices of games, yeah. people have gone away from piracy because it's oh, and for, you know, and you, you can look at Netflix and Spotify. Why are people not pirating yeah. as many movies, TV shows and music? Because you can pay eleven dollars a month or ten dollars a month and, and have get access to it. Access it's a whole hell of a lot easier interest you just as much if the and stuff it's legal. you wanted was there and it's totally legal okay let's talk about microsoft for a minute here because microsoft is starting to try to entice pirates by giving them a discount um so like for office 365 if someone pirates that software what they'll do is offer them office 365 at 50 percent off to see if they can get them legitimately to purchase the because you know what a lot of these people probably would if they're using it on a regular basis um, you know, the ones that aren't probably, you know, a lot of them are probably kids and just what are doing, whatever. Um, yeah, but I think definitely, that, definitely not adults that do podcasts on the internet. No, we would never think about stealing <laughs> a copy of Office. That would just be horrific. Oh, well, of course not. 
but but you know with this i think microsoft's trying to look at how do we get those customers and for them they figured out with the game pass they can get people more consistently right um and then with with uh subscriptions office 365 they can get them more consistently and then if they can get that person who's pirating it if they can offer them a, a sweet deal guess what over the 10 years that they're paying half price for that product they're going to pay more than they did when they pirated it i think that's their mindset rick Rakundiner on YouTube says piracy in some countries is effortless and the norm. It is effortless yes. and the norm. And where there's the, no, and, yeah. But and but that's the reason I just brought up Spotify and mm -hmm. uh, Netflix and things like that is that these services, instead of trying to quote unquote stop piracy, they made it for a cons for somebody that pirates. They made it so well. Damn! Instead of having to pirate my music load it into iTunes, sync it to my device. Now I can just pay $8 and $9 a month and stream all the music I yep. want for free. It's it's it, it's a convenience price. So that's what, yep. when I'm talking about the price of video games, Brian, at what point, 70, 80, $90, does it become where, you know what? I'm, I want to play this game, but I can't justify spending $100 on it. I'm going to go and try and yep. find a Skid Road version of that game. And of course, I'm not endorsing piracy, but when you raise the price to a certain point, and let's be honest, these are digital products. It's not, you know, it's not like stealing a car to borrow a, an yeah. ad council campaign from the '90s and early 2000s. But it's a digital game, so stealing yeah. it, unlike going into a grocery store and putting a bunch of food in your cart and walking out, it's a relatively uh, anonymous crime, and it's it's not that complicated. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. And I yep. just, I fear that raising the price of games, and here's the thing, for a certain game, and maybe Final Fantasy VII deserves a uh, remake, deserves a $70 price tag, but I'll they said it's $70 the- $70 all day. And, and, and that's the thing. If there are one-off games that want to charge that, I'm not opposed to it. But that becoming yep. the new norm for a launch day title, I'm not okay with. I just, for, for I, I, I don't think them, it's justified lately have been halfway done yeah. minimal effort as far as you know we i think some of these things where it used to be they'd have years to kind of do and now a lot of it was custom i think there's so much rush for them to put out content constantly constantly nowadays i think that they're just starting to cut corners and <laughs> it's just games don't always come out right you know because they don't that, have the year to turn around and redo it but that's and that's where that's where I, this that's where i have a gripe with this it's not like every it's not like everybody's releasing these perfect prim and proper products that just work. Everything is broken yep. on launch. From Activision yep. Blizzard to EA to the guy in his basement making an indie game. It's all broken. None of it works correctly on launch. It's all a freaking disaster. The whole industry is. Look at Cyberpunk 2077. The biggest game yep. to come out in the whole year and it's going to do this and that. It's a freaking dumpster fire. And by the way, it did not retain its audience at all. I think you could say Cyberpunk yeah. has been a failure. Now, they sold a bunch well, of copies, not, made a bunch have, of money. It's not replayable is the issue. They didn't make something that, even with the alternate stories, they're not different enough to make you feel like you're playing a different story. So I just think that, if, you know, for that, they over-promised, like we've seen a lot of games, and under-delivered. Under yeah. Oh, in that case, they over-promised. Yeah. Right? We've talked in the yeah. in the past about how the collective gamers as a whole have overhyped the game. In the case of Cyberpunk, 
they overpromised and underdelivered on their game. Not me, yeah. not you, not anybody, not a, no no video game journalist. They overpromised and underdelivered the same thing that No Man's Sky did back in 2015. Yes. Now here's now this kind of transitions to what I think is going to be the future and what we're starting to see from a couple of different companies. And let's give us some examples. So Microsoft, first of all, they renamed their Xbox Game Pass. Uh, yeah, now what's up with that? Well, the PC version of it is now the PC Game Pass. Wow. Because they were they were putting PC games underneath of Xbox and they want to separate the concepts. Now this goes more into what I've been saying. I feel like I've been repeating this a lot. I feel like they're distancing themselves from Xbox the name Xbox. I don't think they want to tie you to a device. I like I think they like the whole game, you know, being the ecosystem that it is. But I think that the Game Pass itself is the games play it on what you want. Uh, so they'll have the PC Game Pass, they'll probably have a mobile game, you know, they have, it'll play on mobile whatever. Um it's the Game Pass. So that'll be the new one, the PC, Xbox, who knows, probably mobile Game Pass and whatever else we come up with in the future. So that's kind of uh, where we're going with this. But in that, they have all these streaming options that we've discussed a lot on the show. Uh, mm. A lot of options for not even having to install a game on your Xbox or your computer anymore. Now, Google. Uh, well, hold on. Hold Google on. Google is. I, I yes. want to. I want to stay on Microsoft here for one second. Okay. Can I get? I'm logging into my Bing's re, my Bing Reward account real quick. Have they updated mm -hmm. it there? Am I, am I? Can I get? Have they changed the? Have they changed the title to? It should uh, be. It should be to where now this is the client and everything that um so there should be the exact see, same kind of program. So, so it says updated. PC Game Pass, but the logo is still oh, that. So they, they haven't updated the, the logo yet. yet. But but they 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 have named it is now is PC, PC Game, Game Pass. Pass. So the, yeah, the logo's been updated. It used to say for PC on it. Um so and now stupid. it also has a different pr a profile, you know, picture and stuff like that. All right. Well, that's that. That's pretty much you know. That's it. They changed the name, but I think it shows the intent where they're going with this and kind of splitting. There you go. So there's the PC now, Game Pass. I, I know you want to go to Google, but I want to make one more point. I'm sorry. I'm not trying okay. to cut you yes. off. No, no, you're good. I understand when you say they're trying to distance themselves from Xbox, but I would continue, and maybe this is the 12 or 13 year old in me still. So entrenched in the Xbox e ecosystem back in that time, Brian, when yep. everybody knows what an Xbox is. My grandmother knows what an Xbox is. Everybody knows what an Xbox is. It is synonymous with a video game. Do you yep. think I, I, and that's I, I'm not I, I'm not saying it's a bad idea for them to switch names. It makes sense saying the Xbox Game Pass on PC was retarded. It made no sense. It was yep. confusing. Unless you're going to call Xbox the ecosystem and get away from but, it being the device. And and that's more what I'm thinking is with the brand recognition of, I mean, you can close your eyes and you know what Xbox is. And everybody else yeah. knows what Xbox is as well. I, I'm a, I don't know. I hope they don't try and get rid of that brand name because I would make the argument that that brand name is arguably, it, it, I could, you, could, you might be able to say yeah. it's the most recognizable brand in gaming. And I don't think that's too far of a stretch yeah. to say. And I and I think everybody knows they what an been, Xbox is. And I think if they would have been smart, they would have said, you know, hey, future Xboxes, the device is not going to be Xbox, but you know what it's providing? 
is Xbox. Kind of like yeah. a device that provides Netflix. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter what the device is. It can be a Roku. It can be it can be your TV. Yeah. It could be anything. But you know what? It's providing you Netflix, just like it would provide you Xbox. That's what they really should have done. I think they kind of, unless, they're counting on being the Game Pass. Kind of smart, mm, but a risky, that's interesting. risky yeah. move. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they, like they, they have taken the term, it is Game Pass. It, variations of game pass just like netflix rather than netflix their game pass that's what they've done they've gotten mm. rid of it kind of against what yeah. you said that seems like they've almost are getting rid of xbox now i will you know, say xbox again look, more of the, the platform you connect to it with looking at the logo of course they do still have the xbox crown at the top of it um mm -hmm. but yeah ph says the same Who thing they game don't have to replace it with right yeah ph says game pass is the brand it is i just I hope we don't lose the. I hope we don't lose the name Xbox. I think that, and maybe it'll this be is, interesting to see where they go. Yeah, and I again, I think that's probably just the the, the teenager in me still that was just so in you know mm -hmm. X, Xbox's I mean, life, bro. My Xbox Live. Yeah, where's my yeah, Xbox I mean, Gold? Yeah, 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 mom, I need more Xbox Gold to to. I need more uh, <laughs> Xbox points to uh, harass children on the uh, on the on the internet. Um, I just yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's just such a recognizable brand name. I would hate for them to lose that. But to your point. It's just going to be farther. Game Pass. When, and we when, are Game when, Pass. Xbox is, is a thing of the past, and they yeah. are the Game Pass that will play just like, mm. you know, if, if Netflix instead would have been called movies, <laughs> I'm going to go on the internet and watch movies. Well, really, you're watching Netflix, right? Um, yeah. That, you know, th they could have called it whatever they want. I think that they're going for that play of in the future where once you get a generation of kids who don't really know the history of Xbox, it's a device. You know, they didn't go through all the stages of Xbox being, you know, what it was and having the different passes and understanding that there's anything separate to them. Nowadays, I think it's mostly just a device that plays their games, right? There's no separation yeah. of the online and everything else. Um, I, I think that for the future, uh, the, we're, the, we're gamers too, so we tend to label everything. But I think in the future, they're going to get away from all that and it's just going to turn into, just like movies has, we have devices that allow us to connect to the services that provide us the content we want. I really think we're going there everywhere. And I don't think it's just going to be this now. Okay. Then now let's talk about Google. Yeah, Google sorry. is implementing changes so that Android and windows can seamlessly switch back and forth between apps. So if you have, if you're playing a game on your phone, you can swap it, say switch to my computer and it switches it over there. So you can start playing on your computer instead. Um, a lot of these things they're taking, you're gaming to the cloud they're virtualizing it and doing all these things to where they're able to just to toss your service around and once they've done that to your games it doesn't matter where you're at and what device you're using to view them i keep see, keep seeing all these articles saying i could turn this really old laptop into a gaming pc with geforce now okay well <laughs> just like we found out we could turn uh what the the, the little streaming devices you know, we could stream movies over those for little, little lightweight computers, the Raspberry Pis and everything. Yeah. Right. I, I think I think we're kind of in that stage to where they're figuring out like gaming can be a lot easier. We have the infrastructure. We have so much. And it's like everything is moving to where it's not device based, which is what I've been hoping for. I remember, you know, when you tease me about my my blog, biteoftech.com, their very first article our very first podcast I did on that one was talking about mobile devices. This is over, this is like over 10 years ago. Talking about mobile devices and how they were going to be decentralized to where the content you could go and, and you could switch it. You know, you could switch between a computer and a, and a phone and everything would, it wouldn't matter the device so much, right? It was the platform. And I think we're really, I think we're really getting there with this to where this 
is going to be like that. It doesn't matter. It's no longer that game is on your phone, which before the game was on the Xbox. They're getting them off and they're moving them around to where they go with you. And once enough things do that, no one's going to be content with them sitting in one place anymore. No one's going to be happy that your Xbox, you have to sit down and actually play. We got a chat here on Twitch. It says, if a game can be played on my phone, it ain't worth playing on a PC. IMO, not yet. Okay, but but the the the, the step to that is look at the devices. Um, it, it, they can now, through running it in another location and sending you what it looks like, give you a full-fledged game on a mobile device where your phone is doing nothing more than viewing a movie on Netflix. It, it's the equivalent. It's viewing your game instead. The, the the thing it's doing more is maybe sending in inputs as you respond uh but really that's about it and so i think that this uh it's going to be more and more difficult as these become platform service devices to tell the difference between you know one versus the other it's going to become you're playing the game and it's going to probably look about identical whether you're playing it remotely or local unless you have a really good system and most people don't most people don't have RTX and they may even just stream it to you even better than what your computer can display. Well, and I think it's also important to note, and there's PH brings up a point in chat. Yeah. You know, when, when we look at this, right, anybody watching this show or you and I, Brian, we are mm -hmm. the anomaly in terms of the general yeah. public. I mean, most, most people do not have a dedicated gaming computer with a multi-hundred dollar graphics card with RGB all over the place. Most people don't have that. What do most people have? A smartphone. And what do they yeah. do maybe on that smartphone? Well, maybe they play a game or two. It's, I don't, it's not for yeah. us, right? I, I, don't think, I don't think anything that is done will ever win the hardcore gamer over into playing mobile yeah. games instead of PC games. But looking at it yeah. from trying to bring more people into the gaming sphere and for the companies, let's... If you develop a mobile game, what do you want? People playing it as much as they want. And maybe for them, people, it makes a lot more sense. Too. And maybe it makes a lot more sense for when you're out on the go playing it on your phone. And then when you get home, you don't want to be scrunched down and over this little device. Maybe you just want to sit on the couch with your girlfriend or wife and play it on your computer. So you're playing the even, same game. You're still buying the same stuff yeah. that you would be buying on your phone. I This is not for the... This is this is for the uh, very very modest gamer. I think mm -hmm. I don't. This is not for. But I think the, this is. The, the, I think it's going to become the PC general people. standard. But I think this is going to become the general standard of. There are a lot of these general games are going to become like this to where either they're being run in the cloud if they're somewhat intensive, or they're going to be done in a way that's so online that they're just transitioning various kind of like what mobile games really are now i mean it's just taking copies of your game profile state <laughs> uploading it to the server when you reload you know it makes sure that you have the newest one on there um that's really what's happening and i think that that is going to go it i think games are getting advanced enough to where they're treating it more like that your save game is really going to the cloud regardless of where you load it, it doesn't really matter well it's just it's always going to pull the latest one mobiles really push that it Jonesy in the chat says people who only play mobile games aren't gamers change my mind. Well, I'll say this in 2020 it just in the United States, Brian, take a, a guess mm -hmm. how much mobile gaming revenue was. Uh, I don't know. Probably uh, un just under a billion, uh, probably uh, hundreds of millions. I would guess $77 billion. 
dollars. Oh, it's way more than seventy-seven billion. That's crazy. In twenty twenty, so, so while, there's real money there. While exact, and and that's what I'm saying. While it's not our cup of tea, it is a it is a literally it is almost a trillion dollar. It is a, is a hundred billion dollar industry. Yep. And and I think that we're going to start seeing too because they're 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 bringing up in chat. You know, what about mouse and keyboard and all this? That's been being tackled. They they've started implementing into these where you don't they don't want you using touchscreen anymore because that's too slow and inaccurate. It makes them look bad, right? There you're starting to see all these devices being compatible with these various controllers now. I think you're going to have it to where either you're going to have some sort of a, a pop out controller that somehow works really well and, and you know it's like little little thumb things here at the corner of your phone or something is going to happen to where the input on these are going to not be using the screen so much. It's going to be using physical devices or you can easily on almost all of these now attach physical devices through Bluetooth or whatever um, to your device and be able to play with them. You can play with them through controllers uh, to give that more kind of realistic feel. And if I'm going to play something that's being streamed like that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's quite the controller, but the equivalent. Yeah, well, it's not. Yeah, this uh, is just I, a Bluetooth I, keyboard, but similar to this. Yeah, But you know what I'm saying? It, it's similar concept. It, I, that's what I think we're going to have to have to make the streaming thing work for a lot of these games. Um, and plus they'll be putting in so much technology. Uh, you know, we're getting it to where the responsive time of the internet, the response time is so much faster. Uh, even the satellite internet is getting reasonable. Uh, there's people playing games reasonably on Starlink. We, not reasonably. Crazy, we've got, crazy. we've got a very active member of our community, our friend UGX yeah. vibe who, who only exactly. plays, he plays rust in call of duty in battlefield. But I'm saying they're getting Star. reasonable performance. Out no, of he's, that, he's got better ping than I do. Five years ago, five years ago, satellite internet would be unreasonable. You'd be having such, you, bad you're not gaming. Nothing would be usable. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that we've gotten, I think we're hitting a kind of a technological pinnacle here of everything is coming together for this as far as latency times and, and, and even operating systems and, and, engines and everything i think is kind of coming together for this to work where there people are going to start playing because i told you the one that i have a good internet connection you know and i was playing it on the newest type of xbox but i was playing the remote and you know what it was as seamless as a netflix movie there was no stuttering there was nothing that felt bad about it and i i it was surprisingly good i think once people get on there because for me i was like man i had to wait 30 minutes here was the thing i'd either wait 30 minutes for the game to download or just start playing it now I played it now and I felt no difference between the two. Who's going to go back and download again once that happens? It's a very good point. You know what I'm saying? Like they just they're let it's free. It's included. They're giving it to you. Once people start doing it, it's going to be like Netflix. Who's going to wait for the download of the movie to start so they can start playing view watching the movie versus just let's start playing it now. We'll let it download and play through while we do, it. you know, whatever. Even some mm -hmm. of those stream the beginning and then once the whole thing's downloaded in the background, continue playing. Like, do it however you want. Do the first half of the game streamed. There's a tons of things they can do, but I, you know, I think we're at a point where it doesn't feel like it's a bad experience, which I was very shocked about. Yeah, I um, I, 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 it, it's obviously going somewhere. I mean, it, it, it's yeah. changing, and I think it's foolish to say that it's not a good 
that it's not a big part of the industry because yeah. the money and the revenues indicate that it is. Again, not for me, not necessarily for you, yeah. but for- Well, it's definitely not for everybody because they're, they're bringing up the, the ne negatives. You know, what if your internet goes out? Okay, true. <laughs> that, yeah, that, yeah that's, absolutely. That's one of the downsides. Uh, of course, most of the games we play now almost always require internet on anyways to play. Uh, so, you know, that's not as much of a thing for me. Uh, Jonesy brings up, you know, what about trying to stream a 4K game in your internet data usage? For people that have data caps, just like Netflix, it doesn't work. It, Netflix doesn't work for everybody, right? Because some people, they have such limited internet, they can't do it. But I bet you, just like Netflix, they'll let you say, okay, I want to do a 1024. I want to set my resolution to match because it'll stream down to your phone game. And if you have very limited internet um, and you're going to stream, it'd probably be even less to stream to your phone than it would be to download the whole game to your Xbox. You'd probably beat the whole game in less bandwidth than it did you take you download the whole thing if you streamed it on your phone. You know, there yeah. There you go. All right. Well, very interesting. Yeah. Very, I just, I thought, very yeah, I thought that was interesting because it, it, all these things we've been talking about keep coming back to this. You know, I just, I really see mobile like the, and them going to where everything is streamed and I, nothing's really any one place. Kind of like all the, how our apps have all become. I mean, if you look at the internet, you log into a web page for half these things. There's no app on your computer anymore. How many people install apps on their computer? Nothing. You do everything um, you want. anymore. Every almost everything back years ago was on, was on your computer. Very few things are online now. You're, most people don't have things on their computer. You know they don't have applications that they install unless it's for accounting or word processing, which you don't even need anymore uh, to do. So yeah, it's crazy. It All right, do you have crazy. a preference? Um, where we go after this we got yeah actually yeah, no, I do. we probably should cover that uh, do you well, want to no cover yeah, a few the, i mean th yeah the, 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 we have to cover this brian it has been months and months and months okay. and months okay. in the making and we've got an eight second video that wraps up the whole situation we'll watch that and discuss <laughs> Epic Game Store finally has a cart. Holy shit. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't believe it's happened. <laughs> I went to go check the free games and I saw an add to cart button. An add to cart button? I feel like I had to go put... They didn't even announce it anywhere. I didn't see it anywhere. Uh, it was in our, it was in our Discord. It was in our Discord, Brian. I, oh, yeah, but, but I'm saying like on the news channels, it was like on the news topics, there was like nowhere. Like there was nowhere that said, hey, it has a... And so I, I, I noticed the button. I was like, oh, I'm going to go check this out and there it was so yeah i mean look at all the look wow look at this multiple uh, two two six so two games that will hopefully not be 69.99 in the future uh <laughs> cyberpunk 2077 for 60 dollars, which is a waste of money and i haven't pre played assassin's creed valhalla the c i don't know why the season passes 60 dollars, but maybe that's what it is uh, um yeah as you can see the mobile app or the website and also the uh the web app and sph ah, said so steam is dead yeah, Steam is dead. So yeah, it's, that, it's that was over. big news. I figured people interested in that. Um, do you want to talk? Okay, so let's talk about this next one first. So Epic released a new game, which I hadn't heard anything coming out about this. Uh, let's play the video because it has similarities to Fortnite, but I think you might like this. I don't know if the, maybe this will be a throwback to some games you've played in the past. Let's check it out. It's called Rumbleverse. Uh, well, Rumbleverse. All or, right, yeah, let's. Yeah, Rumbleverse let's, uh... is the name of the game, and it is coming soon. All right, let's take a look.
So it's being published by Epic. Okay. Yes, published by Epic. It's a cat. It is a melee. It's got similar art style to uh, Fortnite. Looks just like Fortnite. If you were to say this is yeah. Fortnite, I you don't could get away with the game mode of Fortnite on this. Yeah. I think what's happening, if you look at the outside, you can see. There was some sort of a circle in closing in to make people get closer and closer together. And I assume that's what. So it's a it's a melee combat battle royale. Yes, melee combat battle royale, uh -huh. and you know, until you get in there and play, it's really hard to judge on these games. You know, it's about playability. You know, they're doing lots of things. Until you see people getting into it and really playing it, it's kind of hard to guess how much fun it really is. This a lot doesn't of special look abilities, various all. character types. It's a 40-person brawler royale. So uh, it all says right. you, of course, customize your fighters by mixing and matching hundreds of unique items, so skins. Um, and then you get launched from a cannon, dropped into the streets, and prepare to throw down. Uh, and it says pretty much just fight. From leap from rooftop to rooftop, smash open crates looking for weapons and upgrades. Each round is a new opportunity to discover new moves, perks that'll give you an edge in your quest for glory. So, so I'm we've never seen anything like this. I don't know the any other melee only battle royale. Um, it's yeah. definitely not my cup of tea, um, but but. You feel like I, you're kind of testing the waters on yeah, other, I mean it's I mean, a, just... it's an it's an interesting concept it's not something I would have thought of um I it, it's it, I, I okay I know we I know there's some fight fan people fight game fans out there so I'm not I'm not trying to compare this but essentially take a a, a mortal combat or something like that and mm -hmm. turn it into a battle royale is kind of what you're doing Yep. And to where you give them unique abilities, you can have them be, you know, look like whatever. So I, I assume they have some, they said you can learn unique skills. I wonder if you have some sort of skill tree or something that you're doing. No, it's probably like, specific, um, oh, or damn, maybe what's you earn that other game. What's the game where you turn into a chicken? Oh, um, I don't remember. I'll remember here in a minute. Realm Royale. Realm Royale yeah, had Realm somewhat Royale, of a somewhat of a skill system that you and and by the way there was a there was a decent amount of melee and in in Realm mm -hmm. this kind of looks like Realm Royale a little bit and it yeah, had that but as well. I mean I don't know what Iron Galaxy Studios is the developer um it's free so the barrier to entry is not very high and if it sucks no one's gonna play it but it's one of those I've said this before with free to play game free to play yep. games no harm no foul download it yep. if it's if it sucks, Try it out. well, then move on. If it's great, then great. You've got a free good game. So, yep. I, I mean, I'm not really into. I, well, here's the thing. I kind of suck at shooting. So maybe for me, this is a maybe this is my kind of game. Then it might, yeah, that might actually be. Better. Plus, okay, think, think long term. This is a much better game for mobile. Yes, prop. Yeah, you're no, you're right. You're absolutely Ma right. Melee and all that works so much better than trying to aim down a gun. 
Um, I think that they found that mobile on Fortnite sucks. Sucks, right? It's just the way the game is built. It just doesn't work. If you want to make a Fortnite that works well mobile, what would you do? You'd make it melee. Yeah. Or make something that has big things you swing or, you know, uh, big guns. You don't really have to aim that much. Well, I'll you tell you this. Shotguns and- Since this is not developed by Epic, if this goes out well, don't be surprised if Fortnite adds a melee only mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and mean, they probably will. Just- game, they'll probably add a game mode. And I feel like this is kind of them testing. They're having a publisher make a game kind of like and see if it takes off. Uh, and then they can add it to Fortnite to keep the Fortnite gravy train rolling. Because that's the goal, right? You yeah. got to keep Fortnite going. Well, without ruining Fortnite, they, okay, Fortnite made, has done some major changes, which we covered. I think we covered almost all of them or talked just last roughly last week. Yeah. Um, you know, they got new Unreal Engine 5. Uh, you know, they they have also, I, from what I've seen, I haven't played the new version, but changed some of the combat style and everything. I just feel like maybe they're trying to go for something that's going to work on this new platform style because they, they found that everybody seems to be going mobile. Uh, if everything's kind of leaving this console or if everything is going streaming, they got to come up with a, something that matches that or else that's going to leave them. I just feel like they're, I feel like they're, they're trying to think ahead and this is part of that. Uh, or it could be totally random. And they just happen to make a game that, looks like Fortnite and works better on mobile. Uh, but you know, it happens. It to me, seems to work out that way. Hmm. All right. Uh, it, do you want to, so this other one, I don't know if we want to show a little bit. How I can't, long was I, it? I, I can't show any of that. The, we can okay. talk about you it. I can't to, show any of it though. Um, okay. Can you show any screenshots they've got or like stills? Yeah, I can probably show a still still or two. Okay. So Epic is, did an interesting, it's not a game. Um, but they're doing kind of like a virtual and it's not necessarily virtual reality, but they're calling it an experience. So think yeah. of it kind of like think of it kind of like virtual reality. But um, think of, like you ever go to Disney World, Brian, and they've got like those 4D rides where you like go yeah. in like the things are happening around you. It's ki- kind of and like that. Wind and- yeah. Um, it's called the matrix awakens and it's built in unreal engine five. There's a cool video. Uh, I'm not going to show it here cause we will absolutely get copyright struck for it. Um, but it's interesting. And, and PH says it's also yeah. called a tech demo. Yeah. You could call it a tech demo too. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, they're showing off because it's really going good because they use, well, they use unreal engine now to make the new star Wars, uh, as you can see here to make the new, uh, matrix there. Ma- it's, you, you look at Unreal Engine, you think video games, but they're really making a huge uh, inroads on on video development, but movies, television, even the Weather Channel and all these other places like they they have made that uh, w- w- building, planning houses and designing houses and all this stuff. There's so much more that they're doing than than what we see. But here, I think they're really showing off how the visuals of movies and games are going to be near uh, exact at some point. You know, they're still getting it to where the bodies and the faces are exact. Eventually, AI is going to make it to where the facial expressions are perfect. Um, And then, you know, the visuals are going to be nearly perfect at where when you look close, like details are there. And I I think this looks really good from the screenshot. I think it's just amazing to see something this clear running on your computer uh, a reasonable rate this know, is the one that's got me i wonder if i can forever. blow this can i blow this up yeah this one's got me i mean the re- the realism looking down the street and how it's 
the buildings are kind of washed out in the distance, which if you've ever, yeah, it doesn't I mean, this have is, this that is what, fake. This look, is what real life looks like. Look. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And this is a video game, and the fact that I think they're just trying to show up, like we can replicate, and this should show you. Whereas you know this, I think this is really huge because we were hitting a point where we couldn't get this without huge computers, and then you know Epic was able to come up with some technology, and I think all the other engines will do something very quickly or reasonably quickly to do something the same. But this is going to become the standard, and it's going to be difficult for these studios to release games like this, uh, you know, quickly. You know, I'll give you I an example. We're going to have big really, games again that take forever to make. It's really far in the distance here. I want to see if I can zoom in on it. This apartment right here that's got, it yeah. looks like the bat. It looks like a, a like a bedroom or something in an apartment. There's, I think that's a chair. You can see the door. Mm-hmm. This one, there's a clock or something there on the wall. Those are the kinds of things that turn virtual reality, you know, an, a virtual world into the real world. When you've got things yeah. like that, this is what it. This is what you would actually see. Because in the in a lot of cases, you know, video games. And again, I don't blame them for doing this. All of these windows would either be dark or light to show either the lights yeah. are on or the lights are off. There's no detail. All of these apartments or building, whatever well, this is, they're all different. Every single room, and it's okay. the same thing with this little shop. You can see there's a room here. There's a plant, some sort of chair. This room's got well, in looks the detail like a level. Crate. Go. Can you go back to the ones you were looking at first? Yeah. See the clock up in the window? I don't know yeah, if right it is there. now, but there will be a point in games where that is always right. You know, from this distance, yeah. that is correct. And I bet you that if in the game those are were set to be set, from this distance, that far away, you'll see the time. That's a major accomplishment in video games. The fact that you can do that to see those kind of details and render everything visually that you can see instantly in that uh, level of detail uh, is amazing so that those are the things where before those would have been static pictures now you're seeing what's in the room right that's probably a a furnished room where before you would only have a still shot and they had some tech they have they have tech in the old games that would allow you to kind of see different angles of it right it'd be kind of like one of those kind of fake 3d pictures where you go over here and you kind of see yeah. a little bit different version Whoa. of the room, but you're never quite, you know, quite see it. Yeah. yeah. Or you're like, oh, I almost saw it through the door over there. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what it is. But now they're actually furnishing all the rooms and doing all these things to where when you go up to that window, you look in and it's, it's amazing the detail. And I think that's going to be the future to where they're going to implement AI that populates all of this, you know, populates everything 99% there. And then, you know, designers come in and make and finish the world where they can make gigantic worlds quickly that for the most part look realistic. Yeah, and that, that's kind of cool, you know, th- seeing these big worlds and the things that we're going to see. But at what point are you not going to be able to play those on a local device because they're so huge and they're going to have to be streamed? I think we're all going there. Because these, we... these graphics are going to be huge. Anything on Real Engine 5 from here on out that uses those is going to have huge amounts of graphics they won't be able to download them to an Xbox anymore with a one terabyte hard drive. They won't be able to do it. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. They will not. Um, and that that will be the interesting point. Or when they get to a point where level streaming and stuff can be so compressed that, uh, you, know, you know, and I'm not sure how much further they can push the compression on that stuff. But yeah, you've got two options. Either push compression to a new level or stream it. Pick one. You can't have, you know. Oh, and, and PH is pointing out that that one, I'm assuming he's talking about the, the level we just looked at. It was AI generated using Houdini. Houdini is an application that does this sort of thing, which a lot of these major studios are now doing. It creates 
to where they can come up with the rules rather than them having a designer that goes in and manipulates and touches every little area of the game. They have programmers going in and making rules so that by AI, it can come up with scenes that for your eye look real. Um, and you can see it'll put, it'll make a room and using AI of how most of the rooms in the worlds are in the world are, it'll create a ton of variations of rooms that look to your eye, how they're supposed to look. Now you'll probably could go there and find some weird thing of why is this door next to this? You know, if you open this, it wouldn't quite make sense. Okay. Once you notice that the program in, so it doesn't happen again, and then you won't have that. And then they'll instantly be able to generate another city that's just as detailed, but doesn't have that bug. I mean, the technology there where they, they can, they can do this and generate with some new rules, new games without all the extra work. Right? Exactly. I just think it's going to be, it's, it's the future and it's going to make it to where we have these gigantic games that just seem so amazing. Yeah. When I think we are uh, very much heading there. Um, yes. All right, Brian, we're running a little late, but I, we, we, I'd be remiss since we are the survival video game podcast. Yes. If we didn't talk about Icarus, the survival yes. game, the relatively new survival game out by Dean Hall, who was one of the heads uh, or one of the, the early project and was the one behind Daisy, the original Daisy Arma 2 mod. Um, it was a bit of a rocky start, and it's still a little bit rocky looking at the Steam reviews for the game um, as, as we sit here right now and record. Out of 11,467 user reviews, Brian, only 62% of them are positive. That's up from yeah. where it was a little bit earlier uh, in the week. But um, there was some hot fixes. There were some hot fixes that had to come out to deal with performance, um, yeah. missions, and things of that nature, some big server outages. But it appears that between the hot fixes and things of that nature, that they've gotten this game up into a relatively. Um, a much better standpoint from where it was and um and yeah that's yep. it's it's out you can buy it it's 29 bucks um yep. it's a survival uh it's a it's an open world co-op or solo uh survival game pve or pve survival game well, and one thing I found interesting in their notes, they had said, we will, re we will release new missions for this weekend for, you know, they released new missions uh, for players who have already worked their way through Icarus. Uh, yeah, so people that have pretty much beat the whole thing in the, in the week, um, you know, they're putting out some new mission missions on this. So uh, this I, will be interesting um, to see how it holds. I, you know, I, I haven't played it, but if it's a very basic survival game that has no real goal, I mean, look at Ark and the, the survival games that work the end game is where it's at. That's, that's what retains them. Not arc is a little bit different. The end game is just kind of a stretch, you know, as far as the, the building and the getting the things, but as for some of these other ones, uh, the, the end game and, and what you do at the very end is what really keeps the player base. If this doesn't have an end game, you know, uh, and they're having to add things to keep people entertained, they won't keep up. People I, that are um, really into this game, play, 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 play. And then they won't have any more. I purchased it today earlier. Haven't had a chance to play it yet. I will try and get it before the uh, try and play it before the uh, next show, at least a little bit. Okay, so you did get so you okay yeah yeah. That's I, I, I literally bought it. I literally bought it this afternoon because I okay, keep cool. seeing about it, and I was like, all right, I need to throw thirty dollars in and just I, I need to see what this is. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me know because that I've been interesting to. I mean, I you see videos. 
but it really comes down to how it feels when you're sitting there playing. Yeah, so I'm going to jump into it at some point over the weekend or early next weekend. I I will, Brian, I'm going to say it right now, and I don't say this very often. I will have a full yeah. report for you next week. How about that? How about them apples? Sounds sounds good. Uh, and then one, here, how about one more thing to kind of follow up? Sure. Uh, now, do you want to talk about anything else with it, Chris? Uh, no. Uh, Sweden, uh, did we mention this last week? Sweden also wants to, I don't think so. uh, Europe to ban Bitcoin mining. Oh, great. Because of the, because they can't, once again, another group that can't beat the Paris Accord if they mine Bitcoin. So you're going to be finding uh, Bitcoining is either be, being illegal or uh, people are going to be leaving the Paris Accord, which I don't feel like we're going to be doing that right now. No, definitely not leaving the Paris Accord. But uh, interesting. Wow, that was. Uh, and I saw a story today. I don't remember where I saw it. There was a um, a huge fire at a Bitcoin mining plant, like in India or somewhere like that, and a whole bunch of GPUs and whatnot all burned to the ground. So, <laughs> yeah, it's all it, well. This it's, this, it's this, working great. I mean, I'm not. I'm not really into Bitcoin and Bitcoin mining and everything, but. I, I'm personally into freedom, and I think that people should have the right to do it as long as they're willing to pay for the resources Hell yeah. to make it happen. I right? mean, freedom as well. Yeah, <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. America, America, America exactly. So I can't, can't, so, can't so argue with, with this. You got these people that are so you know such free countries, and everything's cool. Okay, until something like this happens, then they'll start taking away your rights to do well, Sweden. Like is, I think it's interesting. Sweden yeah, is definitely Sweden. not a free country, so that's not even a uh, you know, all those European countries. So, uh, so I think so you yeah. start seeing Bitcoin mining taken away country by country, uh, and well, eventually there won't be anything. Fight. Well, fortunately for Bitcoin, and obviously you know Bitcoin is the overarch, but for cryptocurrency in general, you know Bitcoin will eventually be fully mined, and then there won't be yep. anything to mine, and then you'll have to start mining yep. something else. So yeah, yep. All right. Is there anything else you want to cover before we head it out? Uh, no, sir. I just wanted to mention that we will uh, be live next Monday, correct? So we'll be doing a Monday so, show on the 20th. Well, let me verify Monday. Yeah, I think we're doing a Monday show. I'll talk, okay, talk it over to my wife just to verify. All right. So uh, so look for us uh, a day early uh, next Monday. And then the week after, a special Christmas edition of Infection on Tuesday. Um, yep. And that's going to be dealing with blockchain in gaming. And what all that means, yes. who's implemented it, what exactly are some of the use cases for it. And uh, we'll just have a general conversation about that. So that's what the next couple of weeks looks like as we head into 2022. All right. Sounds good. Well, if you want to find me, you can find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab or Parlor, and go to my blog, biteoftech.com. But I encourage you to go to our website, infectionpodcast.com and go to the right hand side and just join our server on Discord. And if you're interested, uh, I, I saw that there was an, even a new ARC map out. I was considering possibly adding that to our server. That'll be, I think, our ninth or tenth map or something ridiculous on that server. Um, so lots of different things you can do on there. If there's a news topic you think we should be covering that we're not, a game that maybe we've missed, go toss a link to that in the news channel, and we will review it before the next live show. Uh, if you want to watch the live shows, just go to Twitch, YouTube, BitChute, or DLive. And then if you want to watch those, we have some after the fact on all those as well. If you can't watch it live, uh, you can have the option to listen to it. And you can do that through uh, the audio forms on the lower right-hand side. It, we have tons of different ways you can listen to the podcast through a lot of different devices, web-based apps, all kinds of services. 
Uh, another thing you can do if you're listening is just go to the particular episode and follow along. We got links to all the different topics that we discussed today, uh, videos for any videos that we showed. And if you happen to be listening, it might be helpful for you to see some of the things, especially when we get some things that are really showing details and some new graphics things that they've changed. Uh, if you want to support us, I encourage you to go to the top. We have the support option in the menu or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Of course, we have our Prime Gaming subs, Humble Bundle, uh, Amazon Prime. I just everything subscribe star a lot of different ways you can do that and hopefully we'll see if there's a convention is <laughs> if we end up making it to the game awards or something next year uh to where we actually can do it oh i can't hear you nick are you muted I can't yeah you're right i'm an idiot um uh, you know brian yeah. you, you mentioned the um the website and the show notes and you're definitely going to want to hit the show notes this week to watch that i mean you talk about an unbelievable video brian that epic game yeah. store cart video is just phenomenal <laughs> it's so high tech so it, it's it's just it is the best eight seconds of my life honestly to see that <laughs> video and then then release that so and that'll be in the show notes on our website absolutely yep very good all right well um yeah i think that's it for me if you want to uh if you want to find a way to support us but looking forward yep. to seeing you all next week Alrighty, brian well uh we'll uh do it again next week as we uh head towards christmas so uh thank you very much as always mr brian and we'll catch up with you next week all right Sounds good. I'll talk to you then. All righty, boys and girls. Well, thank you uh, for joining us here on another edition of Infection Podcast. As always, you can check out our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. If you want to check out my daily political antics, you can download the Wilmington's Morning News Podcast. Again, show notes, images, links, pictures, all that fun stuff. It's on our website, infectionpodcast.com. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs>